Production support for Soundbites is made possible by listeners and by Coffee by Design, growing a business committed to community and sustainability locally and worldwide. Coffeebydesign.com. Welcome to Soundbites, true stories told by local Mainers and nationally recognized storytellers. The themes are always changing, and the hosts are from all over the nation, but when you hear the name Soundbites, you're in for a unique storytelling experience. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. This week's stories were told live at One Longfellow Square in Portland, where the season four finale's theme was Unmasked. Here's today's host, retired talent agent and current seven-time Moth Story Slam champion, Sandy Marks. So closing out the night, I'm so excited to bring you this incredible, incredible storyteller. Please welcome Fook Tran. So, hi, um, I'm Fook Tran, Fook, P-H-U-C, I know, I know, you're hearing my name, right, and you're thinking, that poor man, that poor, poor man, what was middle school like for him, with a name like that? I can tell you, it was exactly what you thought it was like in a small town in Pennsylvania in the 80s. I've heard, no, it's okay. I've heard all the jokes and all the hilarious puns associated with my name. Um, And so now you're probably asking yourself, well, why didn't he just change his name to something else? Well, I did. Well, at least I tried to. In fifth grade, as middle school loomed, the, uh, the F word had slithered onto the playground of Moreland Elementary School. And um, it was not lost on me that um, my name bore an unfortunate consonance with that word, the atomic bomb of all swear words. So this was, not, this was no time for inaction. This was, this was a time to make a change before middle school started. It's March, 1984. It was Sunday after church. And my brother, Lou, and I had successfully lobbied my parents for lunch at Pizza Hut. And uh, over a steaming pepperoni pizza, I had to ask the question, can I change my name? My dad shrugged. Sure, what do you want to change it to? Neither of my parents bothered to ask me why I wanted to change my name, because they knew exactly why to to Americanize, to blend in, to to molt a foreign name that was ill-fitting and made the process of fitting in ill-fitting. My brother Lou's excitement was laced with curiosity. What? Really? What's your name going to be? I was thinking I was going to change my name to Peter. (laughs) And I anticipated his obvious question of why. You know, like my patron saint. St. Peter. Like all good Vietnamese Catholics, we had gotten patron saint names for our baptism. My brother Lou got St. Luke, and I got St. Peter. My mother approved. P. 
Peter, that sounds nice. I like it. And I like that it's because of Saint Peter. My father, you know, mumbled in assent. My mother, in the nine years that we had been in Carlisle, um, had changed her name three times from Lucy, her patron saint name, to Kim, her Vietnamese middle name, which just happened to have an English equivalent. And then finally back to her Vietnamese first name, Chi. Um, but as she rebranded herself, she hadn't updated her acquaintances at work or the parishioners at church or our neighbors at uh, our apartment building. Uh, and so she responded and was called all three names. That was fine. Um, my father, Chan, hadn't changed his name because Chan was, was relatively easy for Anglophones to pronounce. Meanwhile, his youngest sister, Ngao, uh, had recently taken the name Michelle after the Beatles song because Ngao was just too unwieldy for English speakers to pronounce. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird, right? Americans, they can't say Ngao. Hello? Is Ngalp there? <laughs> Sorry. Not buying it. Um, and her boyfriend, her boyfriend, um, so she took the name Michelle. And uh, her boyfriend, Chiyoung, um, took the name Paul, um, as in Paul McCartney. Um, so, I mean, so the Beatles just had a sacred place in our family. And frankly, after the Bible, the Fab Four were our first stop for nomenclature. <laughs> It was a miracle that we hadn't yet named anyone Sergeant Pepper or <laughs> Eleanor Rigby. And uh, so to avoid being named Ringo, I decided to go the biblical route and I opted for Peter. Um, but the truth, the truth of it is uh, that I chose Peter because of Peter Parker. You know, I mean, the association with Spider-Man, it was like just, I mean, it's super cool, right? It just augmented and already just, I mean, an otherwise normal American name. Um, and uh, so the rest of that afternoon over lunch, um, my parents, my family and I, we talked about everything except my name change. And in fact, my parents were so amenable to it that I kind of got the impression that they wondered why I had suffered for so long with the name Fook. And uh, so that afternoon, my mother and father had to run an errand at the mall. And when they came home, they called me into the kitchen. Hey, Fook, we got you something. I went in the kitchen. What is it? Here you go. We found this at the card store. It has your name on it. S seriously? Really? M my name? I couldn't believe that they had found anything with my name customized on it. Because in a sea of off-the-shelf keychains emblazoned with names like John and Becky, I had never seen anything right, with the name Fook. So my mother hands me, handed me a light switch plate. Uh, that was painted with a little angel, and in the puffy cloud above the cherub, it said, Peter. It's like, oh, that name. So, not to sound rude, I thanked her for it. And uh, my father, who was always happy to put a tool in our hands, chimed in, I can show you how to you know, switch out the light switch plates in your room later. And my brother Lou immediately protested, wait, why does Fook get a nameplate for our shared room? What about me? Where is not my nameplate? And I shoved him. I'm older, and there aren't two switches in the room, so I get the one. That's why. And so just like that, right, with a customized nameplate and a fiat declaration, 
I was ready to become Peter. So the next day at school, um, I approached my teacher, Mr. Burgess, to tell him. Hey, Mr. Burgess, I'm going to change my name. I talked to my parents about it yesterday. They are totally okay with it. He smiled at me. Okay, what to? Peter. Sounds good. Do you want to tell the class? Uh, actually, can you tell the class? Sure, I can tell the class. Let's do it tomorrow, first thing after the Pledge of Allegiance. Sound, sound good? I nodded gratefully because the heft and authority of Mr. Burgess's announcement, a teacher's declaration, right, would give Peter momentum, power, <laughs> respect, because Peter needed all the help he could get to sputter up off the ground. So the next morning, we pledged allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and uh, Mr. Burgess waited till everyone was seated. Class, before we get started, I have an announcement to make. Fook is changing his name this year, and from now on, he would like us to call him by his new name, Peter. So, let's say hello to Peter. And a few kids clapped. That's great. And um, a few kids giggled, and, but then they said, Hi, Peter. Um, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, so, smiling widely, I leaned over to my friend John. And I whispered, like Peter Parker. <laughs> and just in case he didn't get it, I elaborated, like Spider-Man. <laughs> and John nodded, yeah, cool, Peter. It's really different from Fook, but it's cool. And Grace, my friend Grace tapped me from behind. Uh, you, but, but, but you look like a Fook. We've known you since kindergarten as Fook. <laughs> I mean, you don't look like a Peter. And, you know, she grinned and joking, and we both laughed and got to work on our workbooks. And uh, Peter was officially airborne, like smoothly taking off, right? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, Peter, right, was aloft, you know, having thought that Peter's introduction would be this rickety, bumpy launch. And the bell for recess rang, uh, and a few kids took to calling me Peter right away but I forgot to respond to them a few times. So it was kind of both barrels for a while with kids yelling, Peter, Fook, Peter, Fook. I mean, I, I had to get used to it as much as they did. And uh, so we were in the midst of this frenzied game of wall ball, you know, when it happened. Of, of course it was gonna happen. I was up against Ethan Alder, the wall ball king. And he served, I missed, and I dove and fell for the ball. And, as I was falling, Ethan grabbed his crotch and yelled, You're out, Fook! Suck my Peter! Oh wait, you changed your name! Suck my Peter! Peter! <clears throat> and the whole line exploded in laughter. And I was lying there on the ground. Suck my Peter! I looked at Ethan, still grabbing his crotch in triumph. Suck my Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> I picked myself up, brushing, you know, the stones from my knees, no scrapes or cuts. And my friend Grace was, or my friend Karen was in the wall ball line, and I shuffled myself into the line behind her. And I asked her, 
Um, is Peter another word for penis? And she giggled. Yes, it is. Isn't it hilarious? So I excused myself from the wall ball line in order to avoid another one of Ethan's humiliating public service announcements about being sucked, sucked like a Peter. I found Mr. Burgess at Foursquare with a few of the other teachers. Hey, Mr. Burgess, and he smiled down at me. Yes, Fook, I mean, Peter, I'm sorry. I'll get it right, yes, Peter? Actually, I, I think I'm just gonna stick with Fook, cause yeah, I mean, everyone's used to it, and I, you know, is that okay? I, you know, I know you just made the announcement, but I think I'm just gonna keep my real name. You know, uh, are you sure, he asked me. I mean, I wasn't sure, but I didn't know what else to, I didn't know what else to do. You know, I couldn't sit down with him or anyone else to ask them, right? What are all the names that I should avoid picking that have an association with genitalia? Well, here's the list. I'm so glad you asked that question. <clears throat> I nodded. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Can you make an announcement? Uh, can you make an announcement today about how I'm going to switch back to Fook? Well, why don't we just wait till tomorrow after the Pledge of Allegiance? Sound okay? And I nodded. Okay. I, I'd really hope that he was going to make the announcement that day. But after Wednesday morning pledge, Mr. Burgess retracted Peter and reinstated Fook, and school went on as normal. You know, I mean, I sighed in relief, and I could see relief among my classmates that they could just go back to calling me Fook, right? Their habits and assumptions having worn these deep, predictable grooves in our interactions. I mean, you know, did I really think that I could upend their expectations without any resistance? I mean, of course, I was the same kid, but I felt like I'd gotten this message, right, that I couldn't try too, too hard to change or to fit in, especially if it involves something as dramatic as changing my name, because that, was, that, that felt like it was too much, like it was too symbolic and too real. Um, so... I told my parents the next, I told my parents over dinner that evening that I was switching back to my name, Fook. And they just nodded and changed the subject to something else. Neither of my parents actually asked me why I was reversing my decision. They were probably just chalking it up to youthful caprice. And, and I didn't really offer them any reasons. Um, before bedtime, I got a flathead screwdriver to take the Peter light switch plate off the wall. <laughs> And uh, um, even my brother, Lou, was, seemed happy to have things back to normal. And uh, I unscrewed the light switch plate off the wall. And uh, it was the only thing that I've ever had that had my name on it. And uh, it was the name Peter. Um, and it was destined to be a memento of those two days when I tried to be someone else. And I screwed the old light switch plate back on the wall. Um, and it was the one that came with the apartment. Um, and there it was. It went back to matching everything else. And uh, it was homogenized and beige and nameless. Thanks. Okay, so he's a classicist and tattooer for over 20 years. He's taught Latin. 
Greek, German, and Sanskrit. I mean, what? At schools in New York and Maine, his 2012 TEDx talks on grammar and identity was featured on NPR's TED Radio Hour and mentioned in Newsweek. As a tattooer, Fook owns Tsunami Tattoo in Portland. He has been featured in national tattoo publications. He has been quoted in the Christian Science Monitor and Time Magazine. His memoir entitled Saigon, and that is, think of it as gone, not Saigon, okay, will be released in April on Flatiron Books. Another hand, please, for Fook Tran! If you want to know more about today's storyteller, well, you're in luck. Let's join our host backstage, now in conversation with today's teller. Um, what's your most favorite thing about being in Maine? Ooh, um, I love, I love everything. I love the city. I love the people. I love the proximity to the outdoors. I love the food. Who would you most like to share the stage with? Um, Alan Alda. Oh, man. But in the persona of Hawkeye Pierce. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. And now, do you listen to yourself after you've told a story? And why or why not? And if you do, how soon after that story? Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I find like it's not, you know, I usually will get feed. I mean, I, I do want feedback, um, but I feel like I'm not the best person to give or get feedback from listening to my own work. So, yeah, it's super, it's super cringy for me. Uh, tell us some nugget or detail that's connected to your story, but that's not going to make the final cut tonight. Um, gosh. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm laying it all out there. I'm laying it all out there. I'm going, I'm going full Monty. Full Monty. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. <laughs> Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad & Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. Special thanks also to GWI and Downey's Pension Services. More information about Soundbites, including how to attend a live storytelling event, can be found online at soundbitesme.org. And of course, you can always hear more stories at mainepublic.org. Thanks for listening.